This is the Anglican Perspective Podcast with Canons Phil Ashey and Mark Eldridge of the American Anglican Council. Join us for an in-depth look at building up and defending Great Commission Anglicanism throughout the world by developing faithful leaders, equipping local congregations, and always reforming the church. You can find out more about how we can help you and your churches thrive by visiting www.americananglican.org. Here now is Canon Phil and Canon Mark. Welcome to your Anglican Perspective. Well, hello, and welcome to this special edition of the Anglican Perspectives podcast. I'm Canon Mark Eldridge here at GAFCON with the very Reverend Andrew Rowell, who's the rector of Christ Church, Montgomery, Alabama. He's a member of our board of trustees and works closely with our CEO uh, of the American Anglican Council, Phil Ashley, which of course you all know, uh, on matters of canon law. And Andrew and I are here at GAFCON uh, wanting to report back to you, our listeners, um, about just sort of what we're, see- what we're seeing here on the ground, observations from, from what happened uh, today and yesterday um, here at GAFCON. So, so um, Andrew, just share a little bit with, um, with our listeners about you know, some observations from yesterday. Yeah, yeah, thanks, um, Ken and Mark. It's good to be with you. Um, Mark and I were talking earlier. We've got a lot of, we wear a lot of hats here this uh, week. Um, we are delegates from the Gulf Atlantic Diocese because um, uh, Mark, of course, is uh, not only a, a, a canon uh, for the AAC, but also for the diocese on church planting and church revitalization. And um, so we both represent Gulf Atlantic, but we're here wearing our AAC hats as well, just trying to observe and um, take into consideration, you know, speak up for some of the things that we care so much about in the American Anglican Council. And so I guess from that perspective, there were a couple of interesting moments yesterday. Uh, It was, I think it's my second GAFCON. Is this your first GAFCON? It's my second GAFCON. Your second, you were both at Jerusalem together. Um, They're always wonderful occasions very encouraging, full of gospel proclamation, the unwatered-down gospel, good worship. Um, and for that reason, they're so worth coming to. It's Absolutely. always good to be here, see old friends, and see those wonderful gospel friendships and connections take place. Um, but I guess we're far enough along now to where we begin to ask, like, what is the future of a Reformed Orthodox Anglican Communion. Mm-hmm. And GAFCON's always been about that, right? Like they want to give this place where we can dream about a future that's, un, you know, never it's going to be uncorrupt because the, the church humans. Is, has humans, right? <laughs> um, but, but it's just unshackled from those, those um, clearly heterodox systems that right. hold us back. Um, so now we're over the fourth one there, where the question is, is like, it's time for us to move on and do this new thing. And you can feel, I, I guess I feel more urgency at GAFCON 4 right. than I certainly felt at GAFCON 3. Some of that obviously brought on by developments in the Church of England. Like everyone's kind of given up the dream that the mother church might somehow hold the line. And then that, that dream's been dashed by recent developments. You know, a lot of our listeners would, I, I think, relate like I do. Is it was like kind of like when Robinson was elected or approved uh, in 2003 it was just so, so those those who were kind of like in 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 tech were like maybe there's a chance it was like that's it we're done and, and that you know led to let's meet in plano and you know all sorts of action it feels like that a little bit here but yeah, no 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 it definitely it feels like a, a much more pregnant moment than right. it's felt like before um and so in the morning session which uh, which was really encouraging um we had um 
uh, Jackson Ole Sapit from Kenya and Glenn Davies from Sydney, um, Stephen Knoll, um, a wonderful professor at Trinity and mm-hmm. the former vice chancellor of Uganda Christian University, um, all get up and kind of give the background history of how we got to where we were, which you and I were talking about, like for a lot of folks, like we, we know the history of GAFCON mm-hmm. so well, um, but they're clearly this new generation here. Yeah. And if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it, right? Exactly. So to, to refresh our memory, like how did we get here? What was the process? It, it wasn't just about human sexuality. Um, it was about the, uh, the whole communion being built on two systemic problems. One is... Um, when we wander away from biblical authority, who is going to check it? Um, and a related question is, you know, the, we, I talk about this a lot. We, we've got such great checks and balances on authority within a parish, between a rector and a vestry. And we've got great checks and balances of authority at the diocesan level between a standing committee mm-hmm. and a bishop. In a province, we've got an archbishop and a college of bishops and disciplinary procedures. Like we, we, we do have problems, but we've got systems in place to deal with them. Right. None of those systems exist at the international level. Mm-hmm. If a province goes off the rails the as way that tech did, the way seen. the Church of England did, I mean, it has been and now has done so openly, there is no solution to that. You can you can wring your hands, you can declare impaired communion you can say you can't do this and you can't do that but there's no enforcement mechanisms whatsoever and so to hear the history of gafcon very encouraging it was i think you and i both mark feel like okay what now um and then uh, and, and we really had a wonderful afternoon session um the clergy and the laity went to one conference room and the bishops went to another conference room and the question was asked our hope for the Anglican communion is dot, dot, dot. Right. And we all broke up into groups to fill in that blank. And um, I want you to reflect a little bit, Mark, about what, what kind of answers we heard from from a very engaged crowd yeah. in that discipline. Yeah. It was great. I mean, it was great. There was the, the, the leader of it was saying that he was really praying for and hoping for, um, you know, some consensus and unity. Um, and it was interesting listening to all the different responses from around the room. There was there was a lot of unity and consensus um, on a couple things. Like almost everybody was like clear about we want to preach the gospel clearly, you know, the biblical authority, the truth, and and being clear about um, uh, pro- well proclaiming the, the never changing truth in an ever changing world. Mm-hmm. That was clear, and being yeah. on mission. Fulfilling the Great Commission. That was very. There's a lot of unity around next generation about we need to raise up a, a next sure. generation of leaders. Um, uh, a, a couple groups. Uh, I would have liked to have heard more groups um, articulate this, but but a couple groups did articulate a, a desire to see whatever forms and gaff uh, out of you know in a new global re- reset global Anglicanism. To have something that addresses the the structures and the um, the disciplinary needs, and so it was in there, maybe not as strongly as I would have liked to have heard, but I yeah. think in gen- that did come up. So I, I was encouraged. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think one of the things that I, I, I love that you you said that that consistent theme was we just want to be freed up to do the Great Commission, right? Like, and not feel like we have to make excuses for heterodox bishops or fight against like. 
kowtowing to the desires of the culture rather mm -hmm. than listening to the word of God. Right. Clearly that was everywhere. Everywhere. And I think it goes to, you know, if there's a drumbeat from the American Anglican Council about where Anglicanism needs to go, is that we want GAFCON to be the leader as we walk out and, and do this newly reformed Anglican communion um, experience and venture in the world. Like we want GAFCON to live into their charism, their particular gift, which is they are um, that um, missional, gospel-centric, um, you know, authenticator of what is authentic um, Anglican witness in the world. Right. And we heard that everywhere. Yeah. Like, we want to do that. And then on the other side was is, well, what's in what forms and systems and structures will Correct. we be will we truly be free to do that? Right. Because I mean, when you and I've talked about this a lot, Mark, let's say that today there's this announcement that there's this breach from from Can Canterbury, the, the Anglican Consultative Council, the Lambeth conference and the primates meetings. We're not going to do anything else for the Anglican communion, but we are the Anglican communion. We're going right. to go do this new thing. And two years down the road, eight years down the road, 15 years down the road, one of our constituent members goes through a real challenge of heterodoxy. Right. There's no system in place to discipline them as it is today. We'd be in exactly the same situation we're in right now. But instead of being England and tech, it'd be fill in the blank. Well, right? and I'm even, I've been just sort of floating around the same idea, but I'm like, what about 100 years from now? What about 200 years from now, assuming Jesus doesn't come back, which maybe Please soon. do, Lord. Yeah, yes. please come do. And I would say it's probably sooner than later. But then, anyway, that's, a, that's another <laughs> podcast. But, um, but the you know, 200 years from now, we, I hear a lot of like, we need to repent from our past failures as Anglicans and in the community. Right. We're going to repent. Well, great. If we're going to repent of past failures, yeah. we can't just immediately turn around and set up a new communion that doesn't have in place what we failed in the past, that's right? Exactly so that's right. not repentance. So if we're really repentant of what we've, how we've made mistakes in the past, let's set something up that is actually going to fix the problems for people who follow us. So that's obviously, as you said, a drum beat of the AAC. Yeah, because so yeah, the, the, the second beat we hit, the first beat is, let's free up GAFCON to do what GAFCON does yeah. well. And then the second drum beat we hit is, if we're going to build godly structures, that's the, the great charism of the Global South Fellowship of Anglicans, right? Mm -hmm. So if GAFCON is this gospel deficit addressing body, then the GSFA becomes this ecclesial deficit. I mean, when we say ecclesial deficit, you know, they just kind of code within our talk about the fact that you've got no systems in place right. at the international level to keep us focused on orthodoxy. And so um, if, you, if you come into the GAFCON movement with all this gospel fervor and you declare the Jerusalem Declaration to be a fit statement of, of orthodox faith, we're also entering into the global south to say we will covenant with one another that all of those gospel promises, we will hold one another accountable to those mm -hmm. things. And if a, if a province or a diocese becomes wayward, we've got systems in place to say, hey, come back into line with orthodoxy. Until you do so, you, you can't vote at assemblies, you can observe, and eventually we're just like, hey, you're not a part of what God's doing through us because you've lost sight of biblical authority, you've lost sight of, make the list of things of heterodoxies that, heter mm -hmm. heresies that creep into the church. And so I guess what we heard in the clergy laity breakout session was, 
people longing for gospel freedom. Yeah. And then this you know, slightly quieter voice, but a firm one that said, and we really need better structures than we've had because they have failed us. Right. Um, and um, and now's the time to fix them. So, well, so, yeah, go ahead. And just, just on that point, I think just there's a little bit of a buzz and conversation about that question and what will happen and is that going to happen and yeah. how's that going to happen and in, in my sense just from listening uh to to people here on the ground is that that there's hope there's there's reasonable hope for that to work out between yeah. uh, gafcon and global south and uh, but it's it not necessarily going to come out of this this week like it might not end this week with like Hey, it's all worked itself out. We've got everything in place. It's probably more likely there's ideally a, there's an agreement that we're they're going to work together, and which seems like that's happening. But we'll we'll keep an eye on yeah, it. Right. Um, but 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 that then over the next several years, yeah. uh, the Cairo gathering next year of the yeah. Global South, that those things can start be put in place in an effective way. So just just kind of tampering expectations of like I don't think. You know, I think we'd be disappointed if we were expecting all of our hopes and dreams to to be fixed this week here, Captain. <laughs> but but I, I, it seems like that's reasonable to 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 trust that it's moving in the right direction. And but we'll, we'll see when the statement comes out that's being worked on. Um, uh, you know, the next couple of days, and that will give us some more insights into that. But. Yeah, yeah. No, we we uh, we we are not. Um, high up enough the food chain to get into the room where it's happening right now. But there are very high level conversations going on between the leadership of GAFCON and the leadership of the Global South Fellowship of Anglicans. But melding the two of them together, if if we could ask this podcast audience to pray for anything, Mm -hmm. I mean, pray for clarity, for unity of vision, for... um, for you know, compromise is is it's not a dangerous word at all. I'm I'm all about compromise, but like both not on of, the gospel. Yeah, not on the gospel, yeah. right? Yeah, but both of those organizations stand for something so good and so mm-hmm. rich. We want them to fully represent those charisms in that room. But to the degree we can, to the degree where all our our goals are synonymous, they are the same. Like we want a, an emerging Orthodox glorious gospel proclaiming you know holy spirit inspired communion to emerge from these battles but we, and we don't want to lose the gifts those these two organizations bring to the table that's right but we want we long for them to work faithfully together and um and so we are very anticipating that there'll be a a, a really bold statement that comes out of gafcon 4 um, in that afternoon session we were able to see a first draft of that's, it mm-hmm. it's very clear um, I mean, again, it was just a draft, but there's clearly a full break with all kinds of instruments of unity within the Anglican communion, the beginning of something new and fresh and gospel-y centered. Um, there is an acknowledgement that there's more work to do with the Global South for good structures. Uh, and I know we're almost out of time, but, but Mark and I have talked a lot about how there's so much energy at GAFCON. Like you can't miss yeah. it. Like if you haven't been and you can find a way to get here, you need to be here because to see every tongue, tribe, and nation gathered, laughing, rejoicing, making new relationships, you know, building on old ones, it's worth it, right? There's so much energy because we've been doing this since 2008. And the global South thing is still like 
it's not nascent. Like it's, there's so much meat on the bone, right? But we've never really had like a global gathering of the global South. Mm-hmm. And so we're excited to be in Cairo next year in 2024 um, to see the energy that's built around that aspect yeah. of what we really need. Which isn't, isn't, isn't so exciting or something, but it's, it's well, super important. I'm a canon lawyer, so I'm well, really excited about well, that. <laughs> it's, it is exciting, but it doesn't generate the kind of like... Uh, this is a missions it, conference. Yeah, well, in, in some ways, our, our, our yeah. listeners, those of you listening, yeah. may, may remember, it, to me, it feels a little bit like the difference back in back in the day of going to a, an AMIA winter conference. Yeah. Man, you were fired up. People were leaving there just... Right. just filled with the Holy Spirit and going out and we're going to plant church and just, it just was a huge right. motivator and so exciting. Um, but you know, that compared to a, a, synod. a, a synod where yeah. you're passing some resolu- you know, or resolutions or something or yeah. making tweaks we'll to the, the bylaws yeah, or whatever. Right, yeah. Both are important, <laughs> yes. but, but this has more of a feel of a winter conference than, yeah. um, than it's so the, important. Remember need, the, you need both. We need both of those right. things. Right. And, yeah. and we don't want to quell the need and the value of both of them. And so, at the, at the American Anglican Council, we want to capture that Holy Spirit-inspired fervor and build godly so, churches. So just on that, as we're wrapping up here, I mean, the, our listeners would, would probably know this, but the AAC's mission is to build up and defend Great Commission Anglicanism right. worldwide um, through uh, uh, developing faithful leaders, equipping local churches, and always reforming the church. But we're all about both building up and defending. So, so you need to both. You need to defend, which is a lot of the canon law and a lot of the structures. You need to have those things in place, um, and and protecting from heresy creeping. And so there's, there's there's the defending part, but there's also the building up, which is of course why we're we're all about the mission and what I do with, as the director of Anglican Revitalization Ministries. You know, with working with churches to to, to fulfill the Great Commission in local churches, and you know, we're about both, and we we need both, and both are important. And of course, as the AAC, both globally and domestically, we're we're going to keep keep the fight. It's like we we all, we like to go back to Nehemiah uh, and that image of 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 having the uh, the sword in the one hand and the trowel in the other. That's right. And, and so we want to be defending and and watching out for for uh, for for trouble for the enemy. Uh, but we also want to be building up uh, the church and in, in, in mission. And so, anyway, well, we're, we're, we're as you know, who listen to us uh, at the AC, we're we're all about that. We're not gonna uh, let let go of the fight even a little bit. Um, we're glad to be here at Gafcon and being able to be eyes and ears on the ground for those of you who couldn't be here. But um, uh, any last words, Andrew? Uh, no, I, we we do appreciate the encouragement and support that many of you give to the American Anglican Council and. Um, we, we invite you to you know log on to gafcon23.org. You can live stream this and watch it. I think most of them are in tape delay since we're seven hours or six hours ahead of the East Coast, seven hours ahead of the Central Time Zone where uh, my family is. Um, but keep us in your prayers and uh, thank you for um, for all that you do to help us do the work God's given us to do. God, God bless and we'll see you on the next Anglican Perspectives podcast. You've been listening to your Anglican Perspective with Canon Phil and Canon Mark of the American Anglican Council. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it so that biblically faithful and orthodox Anglicans can stay connected to the latest news, updates, and inspirations from around the world.